Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. It's another one of those days where it's, it's a little bit of a misery day. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think a lot of us are certainly very worried about children and strep A, nine youngsters uh, having died from the disease. Also big concerns, obviously, that if something does go wrong with your family, it's an accident, an emergency, heart attack, that paramedics won't be there on those two strike days that have been announced, December the 21st and December the 28th. Uh, and, of course, big concerns, again, about blackouts because we're a first world country in the 21st century and don't have enough energy to keep the lights and the heating on, well, even if you could afford it. Uh, all of those stories being discussed today. But don't worry, Harry and Meghan, their new Netflix documentary is out tomorrow, first thing. Something to look forward to, eh? Well, uh, as they, of course, sit in, in their Montecito mansion in California and they uh, glance admiringly at the award they won for their humanitarian work fighting racism at an awards ceremony in New York last night. I mean, all is right with the world, is it not? Uh, right now, let's uh, welcome Benedict Spence, who joins us this morning to talk about all of the big stories. Good morning to you. Good morning. Speaking of miserable. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. We would never say that. Um, let's talk about, first of all, the ambulance strike, the latest set of strikes to be announced. It's paramedics and call handlers and ambulance drivers, mm. uh, 10,000 of the, or 26,000 in total in that uh, working in that profession. Uh, 10,000 going on strike 21st and the 28th of December you can basically account for a strike day of some form in the public sector's pump service um, pretty much every day now of this month mm. 1 million strike uh, working days being lost to strikes this month um, there's going to be a prioritising we're told of category 1 so life threatening uh, or, or illnesses or injury calls and category 2 calls which are emergency calls I kind of thought that was all that the the nine 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 service was for, um, but this concern the elderly people being told if you have a fall, realistically an ambulance isn't going to get you now. That was already the case, by the way. People having mm. heart attacks, no one's getting... My, my elderly aunt had a fall she, quite a few months ago. It took two months for an ambulance to go to. And, and she had a serious enough injury. She was in a neck, you know, a very serious neck brace for months on end, was bleeding. I mean, you know, if you ain't getting to an 81-year-old year, 81 age, you know, who's fallen and, has got, and is bleeding from her head, then I'm sorry, you, yeah. you're not prioritising very many calls. Uh, what are your concerns for this? Um, I think I have to agree with you right there. The idea that there are sort of almost varying degrees of really bad emergency at, at which elderly people falling down, which is a really dangerous thing for people in your 80s and 90s. Yeah, I mean, not for you or me. If we fall, no, no, but no, for, for, you know, But call, for elderly people, genuinely, it is the precursor to all sorts of other things going on, heart attacks, all sorts of yeah. things. And if they're not considering that a priority, well, at, you know, are you, do you actually have to be clinically dead before they'll turn up and go, well, oh, well, we need to take like your you pulse? How much sympathy do you have? Because what we're asking this morning, and I would like people to get in mm. touch uh, about this with 10,000 ambulance workers going on strike. Just what's your reaction? I want to leave it really open, not whose side you're on, but just what's your reaction? Are you concerned mm. for your family? Are you concerned for elderly relatives? 
relatives? Are you are you just worried that you know this the whole the whole bloody ship is going down? I mean, we are just sort of collapsing as a nation. Um, what are your concerns? And and you know, should they be going on strike? I mean, do get in touch. Treat me at Talk TV. You can text the talk to eight seven treble two and give give us your thoughts. Because um, I think a lot of us will feel a lot of sympathy. These are very much low paid workers mm. doing vital, yeah. literally, not many of us do this, literally life-saving work um, in very difficult circumstances, often dealing with very distressed people, drunk people, mm. um, people with very severe mental illnesses, often violent people. Mm. Um, they have to deal with an awful lot. Uh, and they are saying it's not just about the money, it's about the conditions in which they work and they, the lack of job satisfaction. You know you're not able to help mm. the people you need to help. You're sitting there in an ambulance bay for six hours after you arrive at the ambulance station, sorry, at the, at the, at the hospital, um, unable to offload your your, your patient. And and they're, they're, they're despairing. I mean, a lot of people will say, I've got a lot more sympathy for paramedics and ambulance workers than I do for, say, train drivers. I think uh, the very fact that included in these discussions and these demands are guarantees over security. That was also the cases for nurses. They want more guarantees about security on hospital wards. Um, I I think it should be a real eye-opener to people. It's not simply about we want more pay because we're taking a huge real-terms pay cut. The conditions under which ambulance workers, nurses, doctors are increasingly having to work. You're right, actually. It's a sign that the system itself is breaking down and that leads into social care, that leads into psychological psychiatric care it leads into crime because actually a lot of security is you know in various parts of the country it is people breaking in to do all sorts of a mischief whilst there are other people on the wards Mm. it's it's a disgrace that it's got to this situation but it does all come down to the fact that whether or not the system is creaking if ambulance drivers are not turning up to emergencies I don't think the public will be sympathetic for too long towards to them yeah I think in the short term they'll see the point they'll absolutely see the point and then when your elderly relative falls down and an ambulance driver doesn't turn up, but, but, uh, very but, quickly, say, very In my quickly. personal family circumstances, they, they don't anyway. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I mean, think, look, what's I mean, the difference? I tell you what, maybe if you're in a part of the country where you can afford to get a taxi and it's not too long to get a taxi, maybe people will just never make do. But in parts of the countryside, which most of the country is. This is a, this is a very good point. Actually, yeah. and, and again, actually, many, you know, just many t- small towns as yeah. well. And that, again, this is a really media London-centric thing. You think, well, OK, well, I'll, you know, I can... I can you know, get myself an Uber. You can't get, no. you know, a, a cab at a race. You know, it, well, you have to book weeks in advance sometimes, yeah. some places. Um, at the other end of the age spectrum, um, big concerns for strep A, particularly for under fives. A ninth child has died uh, mm. across the UK uh, from strep A. Uh, in particular, there's, there's there's one interview actually on the front page of one of the papers today. I think it's the Mirror, mm. uh, where this uh, father grieving dad's agony as docs target bug at schools. But he said uh, basically he had taken his daughter to hospital three times and three times sent home. I mean, you know, best way NHS best in the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's clap for that. Doctors are human, they're going to make mistakes, but there is this real concern that people not knowing the symptoms. We talked about them on the show yesterday. We will again later today. Um, but there's now a concern about parents trying to sort of self-diagnose and giving uh, penicillin, giving um, leftover antibiotics like to their children. There's now some pharmacies are saying, and in fact, the, um, the National um, Pharmacy Association they have reported that they are suffering a shortage of penicillin and other similar antibiotics mm. uh, uh, across some, some regions. Big concern about this because there's even some talk that even if one child uh, in a school has strep A, dishing out antibiotics to to every child in the school. I mean, I'm not a fan of my healthy child being given antibiotics. No. I think that's a bad use of our of our drugs. Uh, but but uh, the, the pharmacy association say 
we, we probably don't even have enough for people who need it, let alone yeah. people who don't need it. I mean, really, uh, what, what, what more does it take, actually, for people to recognise that the system needs fundamental reform, root and branch reform? When you say system, what system? Uh, in, in terms of actual NHS funding, the very fact that we're, say, we're talking about, you know, uh, with the fact that nurses and doctors, for example, and ambulance drivers don't have enough money, but also we don't have enough money to keep sort of uh, certain aspects of the health system functioning. And I do understand that this has come in the aftermath of a pandemic where the whole system sort of threw its hands up in the air and went, oh, we don't know what to do. Uh, but this this was pre-COVID as well. We have crises every year where there is one bug or there is one system or there is one thing that doesn't work. And you know, the, so the warning signs have been there. And ultimately, whether or not it comes down to a different way of the system working or whether it does need more money, you know, we, I think we need to be a little bit more adult about this. It's going to cost us a lot of money, whether or not we decide to privatise it, have a social health insurance policy, or whether you want to keep the current system. It's going to take a lot more money and a there lot is more no, care. There is no system where we're not ending up spending more, whether it's our own money or taxpayers, yeah. which is our own money. Yeah. I mean, that's This is the thing. We spend a lot less than most other comparable countries mm. where you, you, these, these things are not uniform. M- most other countries in Europe did not close down their NHS in the way mm. that we had. What I find fascinating is there's a, a, a virologist I was tweeting about yesterday, uh, who who's written an article for the I newspaper, uh, saying, well, you know, we should you know normalise things like masks in schools as ways of cutting viruses and, and use a lot of the COVID pandemic procedures. Not talking about lockdown, although he was a massive lockdown fan, and of course opposed every release of lockdown. Of course he did, um, and uh, and it's just so frustrating. You think yet again, you know, the, the the lockdowns and that limiting of children's interaction with each other is what is most most health experts believe is what has got us into this mess. Yes. So many nasty bugs around now. No one's got any resilience, um, particularly the strep A. They, and people are not building up, particularly children. That that's just that sort of general resilience people get from bugs. There is just a whole sort of tranche of people in this country who apparently are medical experts who don't understand the basics of medicine, who seem to think that we shouldn't be exposed to any bugs at all. No. We need to be. That's how the human race has survived. It's, uh, I mean, we like to joke about the NHS being the state religion. There needs to be a separation, if you like, of church and state. A lot of this is political, if we're being honest. Yeah. There needs to be a depoliticisation of the NHS, both in terms of policies that the NHS puts out and recommends, but also in terms, I think, of how it's, yeah. of how it's run. The it shouldn't be a political world, football. The only country in the world, I think, which politicises their healthcare as much is, mm. is America. Which, and that, they've got a disastrous healthcare Where system. Where people go bankrupt. Poor. Yeah, yeah the biggest cause, single cause of personal bankruptcy in the United States is medical... Yeah. Uh, costs. I mean, just mind blowing. I mean, it's a terrible system. But every single other, you know, first world Western country has universal health care and they don't use the NHS system and they don't use the American system. What does that tell you? The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.